0: this morning and turn to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. I'd also like you to put a marker in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 5 will go there within the message. Last week we introduced the theme for the year, New Streams. And talked about God's desire to to not look to the former things as what as a way of being content with nothing new and to look for God to do great things and new things and and so we're taking on the challenge as a church for new streams and Last Sunday night we had a whole presentation about that and talked about areas that the Lord would have for us. And we're going to spend the next few weeks in Isaiah 43 and kind of just try to grab the meaning of this and, and all that the Lord would have for us. So Isaiah 43, we're going to begin reading in verse 22. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob... But thou hast, notice this phrase, key phrase, but thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. Thou hast not brought me the small cattle of thy burnt offerings, neither hast thou honored me with thy sacrifices. I have not caused thee to serve an offering, nor wearied thee with incense, thou hast bought me. No sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices. But thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance, let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified." Thy first father hath sinned, and thy teachers have transgressed against me. Therefore, I have profaned the princes of the sanctuary, and have given Jacob to the curse, and Israel to reproaches. I want to preach on this subject. Last week, we preached on the concept of new streams. and Today, with the Lord's help, I want to preach on this, the barrier to new streams, the barrier to new streams. Let's pray. Father, bless your word. I pray you'd give me clarity, help me to preach. And I pray you'd help us to do a, a, a sincere searching of our heart. Help us, Lord, to by the working of your spirit to examine ourselves and to to ensure, Lord, that we are where we need to be. I pray you'd help me to articulate this message. And bless it, we pray. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said, amen. You may be seated. When I was uh, 18 or 19, right around, right around there, I uh, was living in Idaho and I needed to get a job and and didn't want to get, uh, you know, kind of what in America we have, kind of like what we call the minimum wage jobs, where it's like you know you work at McDonald's or you work at Taco Bell or whatever. And so I needed because I was going to be eventually getting married and moving. on, I was going to begin looking for a job that was kind of above that. And so uh, because I didn't have any real skill set, didn't have uh, any of those things, I went to, we we have what's called a temp agency. You go to a temp agency and you fill out the stuff and then they assign you to typically companies, larger manufacturers or large companies that don't want to commit to a full-time hire right away They'll hire people on temp contracts, and then if you do a good job, they'll hire you. And so, uh, like I said, I was young and didn't have a lot of qualifications, and so the way to get higher-paying jobs is to be willing to work any hours. And so I said, I'll work any hours. And so I got an assignment to work at a place called Power Bar, Power Bar makes these, like, energy bars for running and for athletes and things. And this is like the power bar manufacturer where they make the bars. And I had to work the we call the graveyard shift uh, when everyone's sleeping uh, that time of night. It was from uh, 11 o'clock to, I think, 7 a.m., so 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And so I got the job, and I I knew I needed a job. I needed to get some income, and so I started to work this job. And what my job was was there... You walk into this large factory, and they had these tables, and, on, and the tables had belts, right? And so essentially you have this large machine that the, the stuff that makes the power bars comes out and the bars onto the belt, and the belt carries the bars into the place for packaging and all that. So they gave me this section of tables, and basically they produce all day, and then we come in at night to break it all down and to clean everything. And so that's what my job was, was to take these tables, to break these tables down, take the belts, and then under the belts are these large rollers, right, that rolled the belts, take all this apart, take it to the washroom, wash it down at the washroom, get it all dry, and then put the tables back up, right? And that sounds simple. Well, you get under there, and you get under the table, and you realize that these rollers, now you got to understand, I'm not as... I I know I'm a fairly massive figure now, but when I was 18 years old, I was like, I looked like a Q-tip, okay? I was just a very skinny little stick thing with a big head. And so I got under there, and these rollers are heavy, and they're enormous. and, And the belt, there's this tension, and you can't really release the belt. So you have to, like, get into these corners and pick the belt up without smashing your fingers, like I, I can remember this so vividly. without smashing your fingers you have to take the roller off without dropping it without hitting your head. And so you're working and you and I've got like like 20 of these that I've got to do throughout the night. So you got to get the rollers off and then you got to put them in the steel and then you got to get the belts and you got to take them to the washroom, get them all washed. but then you have to get them thoroughly dry and belts drying belts aren't easy. So that when you get it all put back up, if the belts are wet and they go, it makes a huge mess. So I did this for a few weeks. And I mean, can I just say this? I was so weary of it. I mean, I'd go and I loathed my job. Like I would I'd walk into the building and I, and I would just... I would just stand before the tables, and I'd have to, like, psych myself into it, like, all right, I'm getting paid. It's a job. I need to be thankful I have a job because Amy's not going to marry someone who doesn't have a job, so I need a job, and i got to make money, and so this is a good thing because it's going to help me get a wife, you know, not just any wife, my wife, Amy, and so, you know, you tell yourself all these great things, but after a period of time, I got weary of it. I got weary of it, and so I started trying to think of ways to do this without having to do this and so I got this idea we had this really really high uh, quality uh, cleaning agent that you could use and this stuff was like awesome and so I got this idea I went to the chemical room and I got a big thing of this cleaning agent and what I thought was I can just barely just you know keep, move the rollers and then clean the rollers in their place and just clean it, and move it, and clean it, and move it, and clean it, and move it, and then clean the belts. And I don't have to take anything off. And so I get in there, I'm like, hey, hey, Bob, hey, yeah, yeah, good to see you guys, woo, you know? And I'm in there, and I've got everything under the table, you know, looking around, and I'm I'm trying to, and you're talking like, okay, you got to get this in your mind. These rollers are caked in like fruit. This is all organic, natural ingredients, right? And so this is like a green company okay, and so it's all like berries, whatever the berry is, or it's chocolate, there's a chocolate bar, which I loathe chocolate bar weeks, and so you got to get in there, and you got to get all the stuff off, and so I'm in there, and I'm like, I'm so, I don't know how much money I spend on chemi- chemical, because I am spraying this thing, and I'm wiping it, and turning it, and wiping it, and I'm turning it, and wiping it, and then I do the belts, so I get the pulls, and then I start working the belts, and I, eventually I get it all clean, I'm like, this is great. Took me not, not even close to the amount of time, so I got extra lunch breaks in and got to kind of walk around a little bit and, you know, just, you know, just sit under the table. I didn't have a cell phone back then, so just kind of sit under the table and let time elapse. Remember, I'm like 18, okay? And so I'm doing all this, and I begin to go through my work day, and that's what, how I did it every day. Just did kind of the shallow cleaning. Looks good. Right. But the problem is, is that the reason why they want you to do all that is because for for uh, sanitation reasons and all kinds of other reasons, the belts and the rollers are supposed to get a specific kind of cleaning. They have to have a certain amount of, uh, of temperature of the water on the uh, anyway. All, it needs a deep cleaning. But I'm choosing because I'm tired, because I'm weary of all of the work and effort of a deep cleaning I'm just giving it a shallow cleaning so that I can get through. That was a lot to say this. That's exactly where Israel is in this passage. I want you to notice, first of all, let me me, me just stop and say this. When God led Israel, can I establish this, that God wanted a people who did a deep cleaning on their life? Let me show you. Hold your place here and look at Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Don't lose Isaiah 43, we're going to jump right back. Notice Isaiah 1 and notice verse 16. God's saying, hey, your rollers, your belts of your inner life and of you as a nation, I want you to do a deep cleansing on yourself. Isaiah 1 uh, verse 16, wash you and make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes, cease to do evil. And here's specifically what he's talking about. Learn to do well, seek treatment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. You can go back to Isaiah 43. So God comes to Israel and God says this, in your heart and in your life, I want a clean heart and a clean spiritual life. And specifically, I I want you to be righteous in your dealings, I don't want you taking advantage of the widow. I don't want you taking advantage of the poor. I don't want you as a judge giving favor to bribes and giving favors to people that you know. I want you to be pure before me in your legal dealings and in your financial dealings and in your business dealings. I want you to clean yourself before me. But notice in verse 22 what Israel began to feel in chapter forty-three, twenty-two, but thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob, but thou hast been weary of me. Here's Israel. They're saying, "Okay, God wants us to clean our business life, and God wants us to take the belts out and take the rollers and give our hearts a good cleansing and a good a good spray down. And we need to get rid of greed, and we need to get rid of corruption, and we need to get rid of you know doing favors for power and and." taking extra money here for ourselves. But you know what they found out? That being spiritual, that being clean got tiring because they would deal with this guy and this influential person would say hey I'm going into this court and I need you to make the judgment in this way and if they don't make the judgment in this way they upset this person and they bring friction to that friendship and now they've got strange relationships and and they're seeing all these areas that they could make money over here and make money over there and they're saying oh man I'm missing out on some this and I'm missing out on that And, and as they begin to go through life it's like they're trying to be righteous and they're trying to do things right before god but it's heavy and it's tiring sometimes to be spiritual and it's tiring sometimes to do the right thing the ethical thing the holy thing and so what began to happen was this they began to get tired of deeply cleaning themselves before the lord you know what? somewhere along the line israel said i don't know about this taking all this rollers and belts out I don't know about this, you know, you know, not, you know, protecting the widows and protecting the poor. and I don't know about this not taking bribe stuff because we were making a lot of money on the bribes. We were enjoying the bribes a lot. And, I'm, and, you know, there's some things I'd like to purchase. I've got some farming equipment I'd like to buy. I've got some new oxen that I'd like to get. My wife's been hounding me about these garments, and I'd like to get these items for her. And if I just took a little bribe, I could satisfy all of this. And you know what they said? We can just leave the rollers leave the belts in we can take bribes we can do all these things and here's what we'll do we'll just keep we'll just sacrifice we'll sacrifice a lot and we'll pray and we'll burn incense and we'll do all these things and that's what God's talking about in verse 23 he says thou hast not brought me the small cattle of thy burnt offerings neither hast thou honored me with notice it's not that they weren't doing sacrifices he's saying they weren't honoring him with the sacrifices of I have not caused thee to serve an offering, nor wearied thee with incense. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices, but thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. In other words, they just started doing sacrifices without all of the deep cleaning. And they were going to the temple and they were offering the sweet cane and they were going to the temple and they're burning the sacrifices. But it's not really to God in dealing with issues because, because they don't want to deal with the deep stuff in their life. They're just going to do the minimal religious activity and they're not going to do any more cleansing in their heart anymore. Why? Because it gets tiring. You know, and listen, this isn't just this generation. God points out this has always been a struggle with Israel. This has always been a struggle with the human condition. He says in verse 27, Thy first father hath sinned, and thy teachers have transgressed against me. Someone says, well, who is thy first father? Well, if you take time and read the whole chapter and look at how many times the word Jacob's used. He's going all the way back to Jacob. Jacob who had the 12 tribes. You say, yeah, I remember Jacob and I had a plan for Jacob and I was going to give Jacob 12 sons and all Jacob had to do was follow me and obey me, but it was wearisome waiting for the blessing. It was wearisome waiting on God to do this with Esau. So what did Jacob do? Jacob still prayed to God. He still worshiped to God while he manipulated, while he lied, while he still did things with his dad and with his brother. Jacob, from the very beginning, before ever the 12 tribes ever came, Even Jacob had a tendency to not do a deep cleaning, to just do what was necessary for the Lord. Because you can follow all the teachers. You can just go through the Word of God and look at your leaders and look at your teachers and how many of them saw what I wanted of them to cleanse themselves and be holy before me. But that was just too much work for them. So they did all the surface cleaning to make themselves look good. That is something that's been with you throughout the generations. God, God was saying to Israel, I've called for a deep cleansing. Instead, you're just doing a patch job just to make yourself look good. Can I remind us this morning that as Christians, Jesus calls us to a deeper cleansing? I want you to hold your place here, and I want you to notice Matthew chapter 5. If you're awake, say Amen. Matthew chapter 5. I want you to notice verse 20. Jesus says this, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says this, I'm aware of the of the of the kind of righteousness that flowed through Jacob and flowed through the teachers and flowed through the elders of Israel and has come even to the scribes and to the Pharisees It's a false righteousness. It's a righteousness that says, I don't really need to be pure. I don't really need to be holy. It's a lot of work. And it's really cumbersome to have ethics. And it's really cumbersome to be honest. And it's really cumbersome to forego bribes. So I'm going to still do all that, but I'm going to pray, and I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to have a fake form of righteousness. And Jesus said this, that won't cut it with Christianity. If you're a Christian, first of all, what he's he's talking about, firstly, we'll get into this another time. Jesus is saying, look, you need to have the righteousness of Christ. You don't have works. You don't have religion. That's not going to get you there. You're going to have to have the inner cleansing of Jesus Christ's blood for your forgiveness if you're going to have a relationship with God. But he's also talking about this, that there's supposed to be a deeper purity to our life as Christians than the superficial religion that oftentimes comes. Let me just show you some of the examples in Matthew chapter 5. We're supposed to have a deeper heart, deeper cleansing towards Christ. Verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, they shall be comforted. You know what Jesus is talking about? Jesus is talking about people who are willing to follow Jesus Christ and become poor as a result of their faith. He's talking about people who are willing to be persecuted and they are caused to mourn because they are being persecuted and attacked for their faith. It is a heart that says this, I'm not only going to follow you when I'm rich. I'm not only going to follow you when things are okay, but there's a deeper purity, a deeper cleansing that loves you and follows you, even if it means poverty, Poverty, even if it means mourning over the challenges of my life. There's a deeper cleansing in our brothers. Look at sisters, look at verse 22. I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause. We're supposed to, we're not supposed to harbor hatred and bitterness and anger towards our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're supposed to cleanse ourselves and deal with those things. We're not, we're not supposed to have this animosity within our heart towards our brothers and sisters. Notice verse 28. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. We're supposed to be pure of lusting after someone else in a relationship. We're, We're supposed to be pure of those thoughts and pure of those imaginations in our mind. We're supposed to have a deep cleaning in our word. Verse 37, but let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever uh, more than these cometh of evil. Now we're supposed to be someone that when we say something, it's true and it's right, and we're not deceiving people, we're not lying to people, and we're not trying to get around things, but we're actually what our word is, our word. We're supposed to have a deep cleaning in our handling of our enemies. Verse 44, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. You know, Jesus did say this. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. He's saying there's supposed to be a deep cleansing in you and how you handle the enemies in your life. A deep cleansing in our service to God. Look at chapter 6 verse 1. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your father. He's saying, look, you don't, you don't do religious things. You don't serve me so that other people can pat you on the back and notice what you're doing. You don't do things for praise of men. You don't do things for accolades of men. That is a shallow cleaning. The deep heart of service says, I'm doing this for my father. I'm, And no one else sees, I'm okay with that. As long as you see, that's the only thing that matters. He says, we're supposed to have a deep cleansing in our prayer life. Look at verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be much heard for their speaking. He said, don't be one of these people that just pray and just pray so people can hear you pray and have all these superfluous reasons for why you pray. But you pray and you have a sincere prayer life with me where you talk to me relationally with me. I could give, I'll give you one more. Chapter 7, verse 5 we're supposed to have a deep cleansing with our faults and our sins thou hypocrite First cast out the beam out of thine own eye and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Jesus says don't walk around with his big fat beam in your eye and pointing out. You get that beam out of your eye. You keep yourself pure. You keep yourself clean. You keep yourself right before the Lord. So you can go back to Isaiah 43. I just want to stop and I want us to understand something about the Christian life. The Christian life is not a shallow religious bunch of drills and exercises. It is a deeply pure, deeply spiritual, deeply loving, deeply devoted life that rises above religion, rises above doing this and doing that, being seen of people, praise of people, observance, this. it's more than sacrifices. It is a heart of holiness and love for God and for others. But let's be real, that can be tiring. No, it can be tiring. Loving your enemies is not fun. Cleansing yourself of, of resentment towards another brother or sister is not easy. Especially if that brother and sister manages to upset you repeatedly. If their the very makeup of their personality was literally drawn in the complete opposite direction, Of what you prefer in a person. It's not easy. It's not easy sometimes to do things just for the motive of pleasing God. It's not easy to confess your sin regularly and evaluate yourself and bring it before the Lord and allow God to purge you and cleanse you. That's not easy. It's not easy to maintain a pure-hearted Christianity that really is doing it for God and not for any ulterior motives at all whatsoever. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes that, that, that working of cleanliness and holiness and righteousness, like, man, it's heavy sometimes, and it can pinch, and it can be challenging. Sometimes it requires time and effort. It's not always comfortable. It's not always pleasant. It's not always easy. And so, what do we do? Sometimes we get tired of it. You know what we do? We choose to grab the sanitizer and a sponge. And we say, I'll just keep going to church. Hey, Pastor! Everything's good, Pastor. I'll be a soul winning. I have my Bible. Now, we'll do all that stuff, which, by the way, is important. Sacrifices were important. We'll just keep everything looking good and looking clean. But someone may have lust in their heart for someone looking at junk on the Internet they shouldn't be looking at, thinking about someone in a way they shouldn't be thinking about them. And they just they just got that harbored in their head. Somebody's... somebody doesn't mind just kind of, you know, satisfying their flesh, a little bit of gossip, a little conversation about this person and that person. They just kind of got that little reservate, that little room reserved, that little table reserved, because they don't want to clean it up because it's a lot of work to clean it up, so they just kind of have it there. It's just kind of getting easy to not have a prayer time, not have a Bible time, not have a walk with God. It's just kind of easy to just do the church thing and not have to do all that. I mean, not confess, like, I mean, man, I know I've got sin, so I just kind of throw a, hey, Jesus, if I've sinned, just bless it all, forgive it all, amen, instead of actually like having a time with God where we speak to God. And we, listen, you're not going to know every sin you commit. You shouldn't wear that burden, but where you actually let the Holy Spirit show you sins you've committed so you can confess those sins. That takes time. We're busy, and we get tired, and we get weary. And so it's easier to just kind of be who we want to be and do what we want to do and just offer the sacrifices. Talk about God. All that. We might even like be fired up about certain things. So it in church, but we're not doing a deep cleaning. You know, while I was weary of cleaning, what I didn't know is my bosses were weary of me not cleaning. Because see, there was stuff going on I didn't know about that nobody told me about because I wasn't there in the morning when the belt started running. But apparently my masterful plan of wisdom didn't work exactly right because no matter how you do it with a belt, if you don't do it the way they prescribe, there would be these little pockets of moisture. When those pockets of moisture start rolling, guess what happens when fruit gets on a wet belt? makes a mess so there were supervisors with their little check their little uh, clipboards and they're watching the little thingies little bars going down and then they start seeing these streaks of purple and they start seeing problems with the with the line and they're writing it down and, and it comes to the cleaning boss and the cleaning boss knows oh yeah David Hetzer was working those tables and and what I didn't know is they were watching me so they had little cameras they seeing me under the table. <sighs> and, and they weren't very happy with me. And what they didn't know is my boss really liked me. He's, you know, a young guy wants to see me do well, but he was, he was tired of having to answer to his boss why table five, six, and seven was a mess. You know, Israel's walking around all weary, but you know what they don't know Is that God was weary too. Because look what he says in verse 24. Thou hast bought me no sweet cane with money. Neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices. But thou hast made me to serve thy sins. I'm going to look at that in a minute. Thou hast wearied me. With thine iniquities you know what they're they're doing all this false cleaning and they're trying they're going offering all these sacrifices and they got all these elaborate prayers and then the feast of booths and all this stuff i mean they are all in and god sees it but god sees what they're doing to the widows and god sees what they're doing to the fatherless and god sees all of the bribes that they're taking behind the scenes and god sees the greed and the covetousness in their heart, and he sees them at the tap the temple as they're praying and they're talking all big and loud. And the Bible says that God saw it and he loved them and he cared for them, but he was wearied by their performance before him. What was so wearisome? Can I show you what was so wearisome to God? It wasn't that they were sinners, it wasn't, it wasn't that they Failed. It was more than that. Here's what their God was worried with. Verse 24 Thou hast bought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with thy fat of thy sacrifices. Key phrase, but thou hast made me to serve with thy sins. Get it, get it. They're praying and they're sacrificing. Do you know what they're asking for? God's blessing, God's service. God's protection over Israel, God's favor over Israel, God's forgiveness over Israel. So get the picture. Here is God. The sacrifices and the prayers are a summons. They are a calling for God's blessing, for God's provision. And God said this, I am weary of you asking me to bless you in your sins. I am weary of you living in open rebellious sin doing these things right before my eyes and then having the audacity to ask me to bless you in your sacrifices listen we can be guilty of that we can call for new streams Oh, yeah, oh, we want new streams. I want new streams. I want God to bless me in my life and, and grow me in my life. God, here we are in and We got the calendar and the matching tracks and the boards on the walls. New streams, bring them, Lord. And the whole time, we have sin in our heart. Bitterness, lust, Greed. A lack of devotion with God. I mean, we can go on and on—just unconfessed sin, pride. All we have—all this stuff—and it's not—it's not, it's not that—it's not that we have sin. That's not the point. It's that we live and we don't address it. You're always going to have sin, but you shouldn't always just say, "Well, it is what it is," and just leave it there and not touch it. And then we don't touch it and we just leave it. And then we say, "Serve us, Lord. Bring out the streams." We as a church, we can get all excited. I don't care what we put on a TV screen. I don't care what dates we put. We can go to the mountains. We can go to the south. We can plant churches and ministries. But I'm telling you this, listen to me. We better be careful that we don't ask God to bless us while we sit in sin that we do not willingly address for the Lord. Because God doesn't want to be asked to bless those who aren't willing to deal with things that he's speaking to them about. Now get the importance of this. Verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make even a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Yes! Verse 22, but. Thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob, but thou hast been weary of me. Get it? I want to bring streams. I want to do great things in your life, but. Here's the problem. Here's the barrier. Here's what's hindering the new streams. You are too weary to obey me. 28, therefore, result, I have profaned the princes of the sanctuary and have given Jacob to the curse and Israel to reproaches. In other words, that's why you're in Babylon. That's why you're in bondage. That's why you are exactly where you are. Because you won't deal with your heart. It's not that you have. Please get this. It's not. He's not saying you have sins that I know of and you don't know of and so I'm punishing you. He's saying you have things in your life that you know are wrong that I'm showing you are wrong and you will not address them. You are holding to them and I will not pour new streams on you in that shape. Listen, it's not about... It's not about you and I knowing every detail of everything we've done, and if we don't, God's going to judge us. He's not like that. It's about knowing that God calls us to a deeper spirituality from the scripture and that as God is revealing and God is teaching to us, there are things we just don't want to do. We just don't want to forgive. We just don't want to be ethical. We just don't want to make him the priority because it's just a lot of work. And so we just don't do it. And then we ask God to bless and that wearies him. And God, listen to me, God gives no water to the weary. What do you mean the weary? Those who are too weary to follow him will get no water. You know, one of the worst feelings of my working career was when the day came for Power Bar to select the full-time long-term employees. And I wasn't selected. And I knew that they wanted me to work there. But I didn't get a job. Do you know why I didn't get a job? Because I didn't want to do deep cleaning. God's not going to give us streams if we're going to maintain sinful hearts. You know, one of the chief chief points of Achan was the sin of Achan impacted the whole nation of Israel. That nation, Achan, had a secret sin that he, he would not deal with his sin impacted the blessing of God upon that nation and I'm just telling us as a church that if we want new streams we want the blessings of God and the working of God and the growth of God in you and me as individuals but also as us us as a church then we have to be real and say God I know that I need, I need to understand I can't just keep and harbor sin that you're dealing with and just gloss over it and not pay attention to it. I can't live in hypocrisy before you. Because he will not give water to those who are too weary to obey him. Okay. So how do we get how do we get the cleansing? How, so God is telling them this, but God wants to give them new streams. Does he not? Did he not say, Behold, I will do a new thing? I mean, he obviously wants to give them streams. So what do we have to do if we find ourselves? Because we will all find ourselves in that place sometimes where the cleansing's not right, and, and we've just kind of we're just kind of going through the motions and we're just kind of letting stuff linger and we're not living the Matthew 5 through 7 life. What do we do? Three things. Notice verse 26: put me in remembrance. First one is this return to relationship. God said, stop focusing on all your rituals and all your sacrifices and get your eyes back on me and you. You and me, here's where it starts. It doesn't start with us looking at all of our activity and signing up for everything. Here's where it goes back to. It goes back to you and returning to your relationship with God. And you saying, God, this is about me and you. And what I'm, how I'm living. And what I'm doing before you. And you need to return to your relationship. Then be. Well, notice verse 26. I love how God says this. Put me in remembrance, let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. <laughs> God's, that the language is of like a court case where a guy's defending himself. And he said, come on and just defend yourself to me and show me how justified you are so that I can show you how sinful you are. That's what he's saying. He's saying, come before me, return to me. Here's the second thing. Realize your sin. Come before me and just put it out there so that I can show you how sinful you are. i got to come back to my relationship with God and say, God, it's about me and you. It's not about activity. It's not about stuff. It's about me and you. And secondly, I need to come before you and I say, God, will will you show me if there's things in my life right now. And you probably already know them. The Holy Spirit, be very quick to bring them to your heart. Lord oh, I need you to I need you to I need you to remind me and show me the areas of my life Lord where I am I am in neg- negligence to my relationship with you and I'm not even trying to deal with them what happens when that happens? What happens when I come back and I put myself to God and, and I realize my sin and I've, pled, I've made my plea only to be found to be guilty? Verse 25, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sin. And God said, here's what will happen. You'll come to me, to me. See, did you notice how he kept saying sacrifices? You're not doing sacrifices to me. They were doing sacrifices, but not to him. He's saying, when you come back to a relationship with me and I show you who you are, because you don't know who you are, you have a defense and an explanation, but when you come to me, I'll show you who you are, and you see your sin and you confess your sin, I will forgive you and I love it and I will remember them no more. Gone. there will be no debt. You'll get nothing in the mail saying, hey, remember all, this, all of this you ran up with me? That's gone. It's Blotted. It's forgiven. Here's what has to happen for you and me. One, we got to get back to this is a relationship. Two, it's God, just, just show me who I am. Where am I spraying and I should be taking things apart and cleaning? And I confess it. And then, thirdly, it's the best part it's where God forgives us and it's forgotten. You're not in debt. You're not in debt. You don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to make amends for all of the bad. You just need to start fresh in the Lord and go into what God has for you. And God is saying this, and if you will position yourself that way, then I can do verse 19. Then I can pour new streams on you. And when you and I are in a relationship, when you and I are seeing our sin, confessing our sin and being forgiven, then we are in a position where God can pour his streams on us. Statement. New streams run through clean hearts. New streams run through clean hearts. God's not going to bless our church if we're not clean. You understand that? Like this isn't, please hear me this morning. This isn't, this isn't just a talk. This is real. And God's got the camera on us and he knows what we're doing. And God's not going to pour the new streams on us if we're living with filthy hearts. We have to be a clean people for him to flow in our church. Three things and we're done. Number one, deal with the areas of shallow cleansing in your life. There's probably an area in your life you're shortcutting God. You're shortcutting. It's just, ugh. deal with it. I'm tired. Say, okay, God, give me the strength, give me the grace to pull the bar out, pull the belt out, and give this the proper attention it needs. Just say, where am I? Where am I? Where am I being shallow? And I need to deal with that. Whatever dealing with it means, deal with it. Number two. Keep your Christianity a relationship. Listen to me. Church attendance is not your Christianity. Attending church to praise God and hear from God and to respond to God is part of your Christianity. Keep your Christianity a relationship with the Lord. It's not just saying you read a chapter. It's you read God's going to speak to you from that chapter. God's going to guide you from that chapter. It's a relationship, and what you do is before him. Number three, give God time to reveal unknown sin. Please understand me this morning. I, I want you do not walk out of here feeling like if you don't know something about yourself, God's going to withhold blessing. That's not the case. God wants you to know your sin just as much as you would want to know it. But you've got to give God time you got to have time where it's just you and the Lord. And you say, Lord, is, you just probe your day. Or is there some things in my life that you just show me? Glaring things, obvious things. Let the Lord slow, slow yourself down long enough to let God reveal things to your life. 2022, I'm really praying. I mean, I, I, am, I am praying and we are praying for new streams. Soul, spiritual growth, all kinds of things. But here's what we have to know. That new streams run through clean hearts. And so we all need to take a look at our heart before the Lord and make sure that we are not a barrier to his blessing. Let's spend some time right now and kneel before the Lord.